0: Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here with Pastor Luis. He opened up our new series, Witness, where we're looking at champions of the faith who lived a firm faith, fulfilled the call of God, and finished well. Pastor Luis, great message this morning. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to deliver it for us. You talked this morning about Eugene Peterson, who's probably best known for writing the message Bible translation. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Eugene and maybe some of the impact he's had on you as a pastor.
1: Yes, so Eugene Peterson as you say, who is known to be the author of a message translation. Uh, He was a pastor for almost 30 years. Mm. He was a scholar who knew uh, Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic and all these ancient languages of the scriptures. But a lot of people don't know that he was a pastor for many years. And he always thought himself uh, primarily as someone who is close to people and Mm. involved spiritually in their lives. And uh, the message translation actually came out of his pastoral experience because he was trying to teach his congregation, um, you know, truths from the scriptures and he wanted to be uh, understood really well. So he thought to himself, well, how can I use my skills to make these uh, verses and passages alive and fresh and new and easy to understand? So I really like that about him. But yeah, Eugene, he, um, he grew up in Montana. Uh, Montana boy, a very simple guy. His dad was a butcher. Mom, uh, really fired up preacher of the gospel <laughs> um and um yeah he studied you know art and literature philosophy uh, theology when he went to seminary mm-hmm. in new york for many years and uh but he's uh his focus uh, towards the end of his studies were really biblical archaeology and um biblical languages and that's when he really majored um <clears throat> and then he of course uh, published a lot of books uh a lot of books were were written for pastors because he was very passionate about that vocation so he felt like he had a voice um but needed to be heard regarding uh the vocation of pastoral ministry so he he wrote like um working the angles uh the contemplative pastor um, and many other books of course but um uh, yeah big publishing career uh, but someone very humble, uh, very chill. He was really focused on like keeping his relationship with God intact in the midst of success. And, um, you know, loving his wife, his three kids. And um, after his ministry, he retired in Montana, where he spent the remaining of his life until he passed away in 2018 uh, at the age of 86. And uh, he just was a fantastic host and friend to many people so um yeah really a hero of mine when it comes to humility and and simplicity awesome uh yeah just
0: thinking about humility um you shared some of of eugene's life and um you have this challenge for us based on that and it's to live a life of humility can you kind of tell us a little bit how uh eugene modeled that and maybe some things we can we can strive to emulate
1: yeah So I think when we think of humility, um, we think of words, you know, verbage. You you know when someone is pretty arrogant right away, the way way they speak and all that. But I think Eugene more than words, he was someone who really wanted to work behind the scenes. Um, And he um, never tried to be in the spotlight. And um, for me, I think of his, uh, a defining moment in his life where he was a very busy pastor, had about 300 people in his congregation, and was trying to you know succeed in his ministry. And then one day, I mentioned it in the sermon, his daughter, Karen, asked him, Hey, Dad, can you read me a story? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, honey, I can't. I have a meeting at church. And she said to him, Well, look, it's the 27th time you've said no to mm-hmm. me for a story um like 27 times in a row and that's when he really shook him and it was a defining moment where he decided hey if I want to be a a real man of God a real pastor Mm -hmm. I have to be first and foremost like really um a pastor at home and being a pastor means really being attentive to what God is doing and being involved in in people's lives and so he really slowed down a lot and um, he was a man of prayer a man a man who spent hours meditating and um, he liked journaling, and but for me, that humility is really the, the, the guy who the more he grew in success with his books, uh, the more he he like withdrew right. from the light and from you know the attention, and he focused on being grounded uh, on the day-to-day routine, you know details of life, you know, uh, spending time with his wife and kids, and I love that about him because I feel like it's so countercultural. A lot of people use success as a platform, as a leverage to get more attention and be feel important. And Eugene was the opposite. And uh, yeah, so that really helped me personally. And I think that's a really good call for a lot of leaders, right. you know, wherever you're a business leader or pastor, to, you know, what are you using the church for? What are you using your, uh, your fame for? What are you using your audience for? And um, so, yeah, it's a call. I wake up call, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. Um, one of the qualities that stood out to me, um, during your message as you were unpacking Eugene's life was that he led a life that put relationships above everything else. Mm -hmm. so not just humility, but, um, like you said, he didn't, he didn't see his success as the, the main thing. Um, the story of his daughter that you mentioned. And then even, um, he had a friendship later in his life with Bono from mm-hmm. the band U2. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned too, how he didn't use that as a platform to, yeah. to get more people in his church or anything like that. Um, his call was to serve God and serve others. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of talk about that a little bit just, um, as, as his life relates more towards, um, our purpose statement here at generation, being firm in the faith, fulfilling mm-hmm. the call and
1: finishing well. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of distractions. Uh, as you, as you trying to, as you trying to do what God has asked you to do, there's so many distractions. And I, I, I want to be personal, um, about that. And I was in a sermon when, for me, as a young pastor in in France, um, I had the temptation to really try to mimic and, uh, you know, imitate some mega church pastors because they were successful, um. And uh, But you have to fulfill the call that's on your life, not on their lives, you know. And uh, everybody has a different call. And it's hard to accept who you are. Like, I I wish I could be a great singer. I'm not. (laughs) I wish I would be, you know, I don't know, super athletic, but I'm not. Um, And it's embracing who you are is a part of your humility. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also fulfilling the call. It's like, what does God ask you personally? And so Eugene was very very firm when it came to that like you know i'm not called to be someone else um i'm just called to be eugene who is someone who loves books and and passionate about people and relational and he's stuck to that you know he was firm in his faith and uh uh, when you read his journal entries and he's praying to god you can sense the um how the deep desire that he had to be close to God and, and protect that at any cost, at all costs. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. And uh, finishing well, of course, he died at eighty-six. Was married for sixty years. Had three kids uh, whom he loved, and they loved him. Um, it's it's you almost kind of waiting when you read his biography for like that dramatic event of you know something that really went wrong in his life, but it's just, it feels like he just lived a very simple life but he he illustrated so well like steadiness and you know firmness and and wanting to just have a beautiful end and during during the last decade of his life you know uh, he when he was retired in his home he just had many visitors you know one one year 152 guests in his home just people like pastors who would come and seek counsel but And he didn't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. Bono would come see him, (laughs) hang out with him. I'm like, I'd I'd like that. (laughs) It's funny. Uh,
0: For those of you listening and haven't seen the message, there was a a clip um, of him and him, him talking about his friendship with Bono and Bono with him. Um, but his wife, Jan is making cookies when, <laughs> when Bono comes over. So it's just, you can see the humility yeah. in both of their lives. Um, yeah. that video I think was very powerful for, for us listening to your message and you talking about Eugene Peterson to really see, um, that humility and, yeah. and that simplicity that he really embodied. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and speaking of his simplicity and humility, um, he exemplified what it means to be in the world, but not of it, right? Because mm-hmm. as Christians, we're not of this world. Yeah. Um, you talked about how we need to not be afraid to be different, and we have to be radical at some point in our life. What are maybe some radical steps that people might be able to take um, as they're walking this journey of faith?
1: Yeah, take a day off. Yeah. I think that's a radical step. Mm-hmm. I, it is for me, personally. <laughs> it's, it's hard. To take a real day off. I mean, I'm not saying a day where you're not working on your laptop, but a day where you're really taking a Sabbath yeah. and you're just spending time with your family. You're not looking at your phones. You're not checking your emails. You're not checking Facebook. That's a radical step for our generation. Um, cooking a meal where you sit down and you're actually conversing, like having conversation with your. That's a radical step. Like it's easier to you know, take out dinner and just eat in the car or it on the go but taking the time to slow down and eat a meal at home that's been cooked at home where you're actually interacting with your guest or your wife or um taking time to be in god's presence like not to you know um uh, tell him things that you want him to do but just listen to him like accept the silence like our generation is saturated with noises mm-hmm. and for me like that's another radical step like hey once you take 15 minutes and you just quiet and you don't do anything that's <laughs> kind of scary right <laughs> i can feel like the anxiety rising in me just by saying this but it's it's a radical step and uh, you know eugene like he didn't have any emails until really really late in his life didn't have a, a tv and all that that's a radical step mm-hmm. and uh but i think whatever it looks like it's dare dare just just do it just right. like nike uh, the slogan <laughs> just just do it you know your friend might be like what you have a flip phone or you don't have a facebook account mm-hmm. or you don't have this well just do it if it if it it takes that um that step to protect your relationship with god it is worth it uh and we are we are called to be different it's yeah. Yeah. really good thanks again pastor luis for your time this morning wow. uh,
0: it's great talking to you about your message this morning for you guys listening and tuning in. Uh, We love you and we're praying for you. And we hope that you'll tune in next week for the second part of our series, Witness. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola, or go to the website at GenerationPensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you,
1: we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.